Take your deep breaths. Inhale. Exhale. Allow yourself to get centered. And receive the gratitude and appreciation. As I welcome you to a podcast hosted by yours truly. Sam Walker Inspo. Allow me to introduce you to Can I Talk My Shift? The podcast where we talk all things internal and how to shift your views on self. I'm talking the inner workings that you've denied for far too long. Now we can accept a new level of accountability, which ultimately allows you to show up more authentically in all aspects of life. Remember, everything revolves back to self. Inhale, exhale, and let's go. What's up? Welcome again to Can I Talk My Shift, the podcast where I converse about how you may or may not be showing up in space and how to identify blocks that keep you from representing yourself in the most authentic way. I'm your host, Sam Walker Inspo, and let's be honest. Let's be absolutely honest here today. Let's yank the cords on the blinds to let the light shine in right here, right now. All right, there's a feeling of uncertainty that many of us are feeling. You know, we can't really shake it or explain it. It's like, I feel one thing after another that's like out of our control, yet affects how we do what we do on the day to day. It's like we can't seem to settle into a shade of consistent emotion because like as soon as we do that, something else comes in, takes us on the same roller coaster that we've been trying to jump off. Everything is a download, an update, a throwaway upgrade you know a lot of questions centered around our career choices uh, the degree we acquired the next place to live whether i need to ride something out or just cut the shit off you know questions of awareness and health of all kinds bubbling to the surface seems like it's one thing after another but the one thing That threads through all of those situations to me. And it's the only relationship that we've been stuck in and will continue to be stuck in for our bid here on earth is our relationship with change. Change is the most consistent thing in our lives but we tend to minimize our relationship with it all the time. All the time. There isn't enough money in the world that can devalue the progression change can offer us. But our perception of it sometimes doesn't allow the space for its benefits to flourish. I mean, we just being real. Let's be real again and let's be honest. We get in the way. We get in our own way and we hold back and we hold on tight. We hold on tight to the thing that we don't want to let go instead of 
releasing control. We resist and resist until we damn near check out. You know what I'm saying? And even still, you only slow its movement because change is going to happen regardless if you're ready for it or not. So today, I want to look at our relationship with change by asking a few multi-layered questions in regards to our personal development with change. How do you and I approach change? Why do we even resist it? Why are we resistant in allowing people to see our process of change? And how do we access its benefits? So those are the four questions that I throw to you to think about while we're going through the podcast together. And I'm going to start with question one. How do you and I approach change? Well, I can tell you how I approach it. And this kind of came off of a whim, but I know it's one that you and I share. And if you're listening in the car, this is going to benefit you the most because I'm using it as a reference. I drive just as much as you drive, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. We all make our commutes to wherever we're going. So you will be able to pull what you need from what I'm about to share. Okay, so how do you and I approach change? We can tell a lot how we're maybe approaching change by how you change lanes on the highway in your car. Or how you change lanes, period, may be an indication on how you and I approach change. Follow me here. I right? Check it out. When you're changing lanes, do you look over and check the mirrors two, three, four, five, and ten times before you move over? Or do you glance out the back window in the side mirror and then like go for it? With the first one, if you keep double checking and triple checking, right? I feel like there's a lot of anxiety in that approach. I feel like we may not have the confidence in our ability to make a safe transition over. Let that marinate. If you're the type like I've become to be where I glance kind of out of the back window and then I check the side mirror and then, you know, I gracefully move over. It might indicate that you are secure in your decision making to make a transition. I wasn't always like that. And I'm still continuing to practice that, too. So let that settle for a second. Now. Are you the type where, you know, every car is going to move out your way? And if you make a mistake of almost hitting someone, you blame them for the close call. That might indicate you force people to see your way through change. Your ways can be a little overbearing, self-serving. Maybe even making those that are, you know, in the car with you uneasy. Do you calculate moves ahead to either avoid an uncomfortable lane switch or do you just confidently slide over because you believe you're making the right choice? 
See, the ability to go with the flow signals security in your decision making to me. And calculating your every move is also a way to ensure that the outcome of change will be beneficial. But you can't foresee every event that could cause harm. So you kind of trick yourself in a way. There's a delusion in your decision making, excuse me, your decision making. Lastly, do you let people over all the time? Do you cut people off? Or do you have road rage? Always letting people over or letting others over might indicate a passiveness in change or the need to be validated. It's almost like you're a passenger and you're not making your own decisions in your change. And road rage to me is just pure outright resistance to change. Especially if you didn't initiate it or you're not, you know, someone else is maybe forcing you to change or there's another situation that's making you change. You're not in control. You in full rage mode. I think this this section is important in our perspective of self, because I believe each and every listener out there identifies with one of these. If there's one that I missed, make sure you DM me. Hit me up on Instagram, Sam Walker Inspo, and send me maybe a personality type behind the wheel that I didn't share. Because I'm interested to know. Because I'm still learning just like you're learning. We're all learning from different spaces, different angles, vantage points, this, that, and the third. And I'm open to learning and maybe understand and change a little bit better. But I felt like those were important to note, especially coming up on the second question, which is why do we resist change? And also the third one, which is a little deeper. Why are we resistant in letting others see our process of change? So why do we resist change? Well, I'm sure you've heard it in countless other places, but our perception of change lies in how much we are willing to let go. I was talking with one of my cousins. Shout out to her. She knows who she is once I explain this part. She explained to me how we come from a lineage of hoarders. So my family comes from a lineage of hoarders. And we will hold on to even the smallest things that no longer serve us because in our nature. And that was a huge wake up call for me because that action blanketed every aspect of my life from people, places to even my career or the careers I was trying to get started uh, and my characteristics, my traits. I realized I can make up any reason in my mind to make sure that keeping something or someone in my life was more important than making room for the new. Even though it wasn't serving me or 
it was actually hurting my growth and development. And I still chose to hoard it or them. And that's fear, fear, dialing and coming in from all angles, keeping me stagnant. No space to get out of the delusion of my fear by hoarding the things that I necessarily didn't want to change, I guess. Or I wanted to change, but I didn't know how. And that's also stubborn in a way as well. If I know something or someone isn't benefiting me or is actually harming me, then now I'm doing something far more dangerous, which is I'm choosing to remain in pain rather than step in the uncertainty of change. I'm resonating more with the lower vibe than its higher opposite. I've in a way become my own oppressor. You know what I'm saying? It's it's less about the thing I want to change and now more about me not willing to let go and change myself. My need to know what's on the other side of the door stops me from walking through. Shit, it stopped me from even turning the knob. Now, the part that may keep me from embracing the need to make a change answers the deeper question, which is question three. Why are we resistant in letting people see our process of change? And for me, it's simple pride. Pride, man, pride. I never want to look like I can't handle what life throws at me. I want to be recognized as a man who is confident in his decision making and is able to will, you know, I'm able to will my life the way I want it. But I stifle that strength because I'm hiding the process by only trying to let people I care about see the best parts of the change. I give you a prime example. I smoke and I drank all through my 20s. I was a very heavy drinker and it increased all the way up into my 30s as well as smoking. It was only in April 2020 that I said enough is enough. I was tired of not keeping my word to myself. I was tired of feeling weak every time some stress came swooping in my life, causing me to find a reason to drink and I would go along with it. So I quit. Cold turkey on the same day, both drinking and smoking for no other reason than for me, it wasn't serving me where I felt I was headed. Now, I was super hesitant for these two reasons. The first one is I made my identity around drinking. I made an entire identity around being the life of the party, always being able to have drinks make good drinks, strong drinks, enjoy the night. You know, the one life to live type of guy in all social settings, being the party starter and the live one in the group. And I couldn't see my life without drinking or smoking. I just didn't see it. I didn't want to see it. I didn't know how to see it. I didn't know what my friends would think. You know, I was like, man, I don't want to lose these people because of something that they like to do. 
and that I did like to do, but I, I recognized it was causing a, a detriment in my life. So I'm making this change, but I don't want to lose people. I was putting my health in jeopardy off the strength of a friendship when really I should have been able to look at it and be like, yo, if they were my friends or if they are my friends, they'll accept the change. I wasn't changing for no other reason than for my own benefit. And this message isn't for anyone to quit. To stop drinking or smoking, if that's your thing, that's you. I'm simply giving you an example that you can reference and understand why we may be resistant to showing our process because it's been a long road. And although it's been two years and some change, no pun intended, (laughs) it's still ever evolving. It's not like, oh, you change and then you become this thing and then it goes away. It's still there and it's always with me. I wear it well. I believe if you see me out, just know that, you know, and I and I've made the changes necessary in my life to allow space for people to be comfortable to do that around me because that doesn't affect me and my decision to go along with the change that I felt was needed in my life. Now, with that, it leads me to the fourth and final section of the podcast, which is. What are some ways to access the benefits of change? And I say flipping the script on it is the very first thing. You know, there's so many more opportunities for growth on the other side. I believe the flexibility allows more flow and less resistance. Answering the challenge and the call to be more. Living just beyond your edge keeps your mind sharper. It puts focus at the At the forefront of of your life, change has always been prevalent in our lives. So building with it instead of resisting it is the only way to establish cohesion. And we establish that by embrace and compassion. The weight of those words is one thing, but understanding the true nature of them is another. And those things go along with change. In my opinion, the second way to access the benefits of change is to step through the fucking door. Turn that knob, walk your ass through, close it behind you and lock it. Only glance back through the peephole. Don't unlock it and step back through and go back to the ways that you needed to change. Embracing the unknown puts you in the driver's seat and makes you the captain of your ship. I embrace that change by dedicating myself to making a goddamn change, period. I want to put more good out into the world. I don't want to talk about it or complain about it or criticize someone else by how they're doing it. And I'm not doing it myself. So allowing the space to step into the new puts a battery in your back in making some change to become the co-creator of your life. And that's why it was important for me 
to stop drinking and smoking because it showed me that I was able to commit to something long term for my benefit, regardless of what others thought or may continue to think, because it doesn't affect them the way that it affects me. And that's the benefit of change and how you access it is through the belief that you will be okay. Knowing that you're going to get scraped and bruised and bumped along the way, it's fine. Let that settle on you, but know that it'll be worth it in the end. So just to recap, we can see our approach to change and how we switch lanes while driving our vehicles. We resist change due to the lack of belief we can acquire something better. Fear-based perspectives going unchecked or uncommunicated. We don't allow our process of change to be seen because of the fear of judgment, but we can leave all of that behind and access the benefits of change by releasing control and allowing space to step into the unknown. Now, if you know someone who's considering a career switch, someone who's thinking of changing their environment, maybe they're outgrowing a relationship, or you simply found value in this episode, I want you to share it with someone else. Don't hesitate to send them the podcast link. If it helps them, it helps me and it helps us all. That's the longevity of growth. And I hope that you found an extreme amount of value in today's episode. Make sure you're saving the show as well so you can get notified of the next drop. New episodes each Tuesday, streaming on all platforms and on my website, www.sandwalkerinspo.com. From there, you can listen to previous episodes or swing by the blog that inspired this very podcast. Next week, I'll get to the scoop on intuition and if we're following it or the ego. I'll also tell you how my intuition has paved the way for my first official book release. As always, your time is appreciated and I will catch you next week. To the outro. As we close out the podcast, I just want to thank you Thank you for giving me your attention. You're undivided. I really appreciate you. And I extend gratitude to you. From one heart to another. I hope you enjoyed Can I Talk My Shift? I hope in just these few moments of listening to my voice that you were able to shift out into a new perspective. And you can move more authentically. Until next time, peace.